Welcome, welcome to Property Talk with your host, Masako Monto. In this podcast, we will be unraveling everything related to property. We are here to give you some hot tea on property as we will be interviewing upcoming and established individuals in this field. Let's jump straight into the content. To our listeners, today we're honored to have a special guest on our platform to unpack an interesting topic with us. Today we'll be unpacking the three tips to consider when buying rental property. But before we jump into that, I would like for our guest to introduce himself. Please tell us about yourself and the inspiration behind going into property. Okay, cool. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, so myself, I'm Papa. But um, as you know, I go on the social media streets as Papa Biz. Uh, The reason quite simply for that is I am a serial entrepreneur and property investor and coach uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, my background is, uh, it's quite simple actually. I mean, I raised in South Africa, Mm -hmm. originally from from Ghana. Uh, My family brought me here in 1988. So if I'm looking at you correctly, it would mean that I've been in this country longer than uh, since you were born. Is that correct? (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, so so that's my uh, background. My parents were teachers. My father was actually my mathematics uh, high school teacher. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I studied um, actuarial science at the University of Pretoria. And then went on to work uh, at uh, Absa Bank. I was there for sure, call it about uh, 10, uh, 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked within the residential home loans uh, area throughout throughout the entire uh, business chain. I was within the property business uh, in in the bank. I, that's mm-hmm. that's the time that I spent there. I just wanted to understand uh, exactly how things work behind the scenes within the bank. So that's that's why I worked there. And, uh, and, and yeah, so what else? Oh yeah. So then uh, through, through a process, my, my wife and I, we started a, a business. I'm married. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congratulations. So I'm married since... <laughs> oh, thank you. I haven't heard that in a while because we got married in 2010. Oh, okay. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got married back then and yeah, we started a business in, I think it was about 2014, 2013, mm-hmm. somewhere there. It was a, a retail a business, a clothing business, an African uh, clothing business. So that was the first business that we started. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then we, we grew it. You know, she was head of her department um, at a merchant bank. Okay. And, and she had to she had to leave the bank as well because, yeah, it, uh, we had like two uh, retail stores. So it got quite busy. Uh, mm. And then um, I, had, I had to leave the bank. I think it was in 26, 2017, somewhere there, because then we had four um stores and these were um, nationwide they were across um across the country so <laughs> it just Interesting. got uh, too complicated <laughs> yeah it's a lot of admin mm. okay Interesting. Yeah, so, that's, so that's how it all went through that's how i came into um being a full-time entrepreneur we've got other businesses as well and then obviously uh, got quite a lot of interest uh, around property mm-hmm. and uh, as an investor and as a coach as well yeah Oh, that's amazing. So how has your journey been in terms of property investing? Um, so I, you did say that you worked for the bank home loan. So you most probably know how to manage bank interests to kind of like manipulate them because you know the inside of the bank. How has that benefited you throughout your property investing? Well, it's benefited uh, <clears throat> quite a bit because obviously, you know, 
by the time I left the bank, uh, the role I had, it was called, uh, I was a vice president um, at the bank. Mm-hmm. And w- what I looked into was predominantly, you know, building strategies, uh, strategies that would help, uh, that would help us identify who we want to loan, give a home loan to. Mm-hmm. And also uh, we'd develop strategies and, and models to determine what type of price we should mm. give to different categories of clients mm. and then also build strategies to work out uh, clients who can't pay us, you know, what do we do with them so that we, we can get the, the money back um, as soon as possible. So, I mean, mm. how that's helped, you know, that's, that's helped, you know, just to understand how the, the systems work uh, inside. Mm. I mean, obviously you've got, you know, a lot of my um, mentees, you know, sometimes one of the things they'll say is that it's interesting because uh, with a bank, they will <laughs> you'll apply for a home loan and i mean maybe you know it's, it's a small amount i had one situation out with one of my students they applied for a home loan for an investment property so that property was two hundred thirty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. now uh, their, their bank declined them because they had some uh, debit orders that had bounced um, over the past uh, six months okay they say, but i mean this sucks because you know the next day i'm getting called by credit card because they want to extend my limits. They want to loan me more money. So they're like, how does how does this work? I mean, yeah. <laughs> these are interesting things where you know when you understand how the, the dynamics uh, come to play, you know, then you can know, mm. you know how how to apply that for yourself and also to apply that uh, for others. Mm. So that's that that's helped me uh, uh, quite a bit. But I think what's also helped me a lot, I must be honest, is that uh, you know I like to read. Okay. So I, I read uh, a, a lot of books mm-hmm. uh, that, that's helped me, especially with, with my mindset, because you can understand most people who are within corporate, your mind is not about uh, entrepreneurship and, and property investing. It's pretty mm. much, you're going to work uh, for about 60, 65 years. Mm. And that's until we get, until we go to pension and hopefully that the pension works itself out. Mm. Uh, so I, I, re- I used to read about like what, 20 books uh, every single year. And some of the books that really assisted would drive me to, uh, how do I explain? It would drive me to uh, sign up and pay for educational courses that are non-traditional uh, uh, education courses. Okay. So one of the courses that I went on was a, a property course mm-hmm. where I got a property mentor and things like that because understanding how the bank works is one thing understanding mm. how property investment works is also something different mm, so um, i did that some years back and that also really helped me identify you know different strategies and mm. you know what you need in your network what you need in your tribe what are the mm. things to look out for and and, and things like that yes um yeah and mm. yourself what's your journey with property been like why are you interested Oh, um, so I'm still a student at this. Um, and the reason why I wanted to go into property is because it's an appreciating asset, right? Um, and I realized that it's something that you can keep for long term and just create generational wealth through it. Um, but I also grew up um, on site a lot. My mom owns a construction company. So she was oh, always, really? yes, so she was always renovating houses or buildings. Um, so I developed a love for development um back then growing up um but then when i read a lot on property i realized that i don't want to do the development side i'd rather you know okay flipping does require the renovations and the <laughs> development but not to build from okay. scratch yeah um not to so, build from scratch. yeah no not to build from scratch but maybe to buy renovate and sell um 
yeah so or renting and all of those so that's where my love for property came from but i think also you know when you give attention to something you start to fall in love with it so i watched a lot of youtube yes. videos on property um and just even the tv shows i would watch the property brothers on tv so that's where i developed only watch the property brothers those guys yeah. are interesting eh? <laughs> yeah i love 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 them <laughs> <laughs> So that's when I really became very interested in property and I was like actually this is something that I could do you know just start off um but before I do that obviously you need to learn and educate yourself you know um they talk about due diligence a lot in property so doing your research knowing the ins and outs and everything um so the reason then why I started the podcast was to learn from other people's experiences because fun you can read the books um that are written but hearing the human like having the human interaction of somebody's journey i think is more beneficial because you really get to understand better rather than just yes, yes, yes. yeah um so that's why yeah i think it was just a lot of exposure to property content that really enhanced my passion for it yeah okay i see yeah okay that makes sense yeah so i haven't started yet but give me a while i'll be up soon maybe i could be here what, what are you studying Oh, I'm studying corporate finance and investments and management at Fitz. Oh. Hey, you're very serious, eh? Goodness. <laughs> I also need to that, to know the finances of property, how the reprobate will affect my investments if I'm going to go into um the REITs side. I need to understand the finances part of <clears throat> property. So, I think that's why I also went for corporate finance and investments. That's very good. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I think we can jump into our topic for today. So I saw your Instagram post um, about three. Oh, you saw Instagram? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so the three things to consider when buying your rental property. So the three ones that I saw was location, running costs, and growth potential. I think we can unpack location first, and because it is the first tip. <laughs> okay. Uh... Okay, no, that's fine. I think you know where where I got this from because I I like to share different uh, um, things on my mind around property, mm-hmm. uh, but also you know around business because because uh, I mean both, and and wh- wh- where that came from is because I mean on on my side I always thought that typically before I got educated around because uh, I like to get educated around property, I like to get educated around business, mm-hmm. I like to get educated around money. Mm. Uh, and, and those things you don't actually get them from a university degree unfortunately yeah and when when i got the, the education you know beforehand i would think when i needed to buy i needed to buy immediately in a in a, a place very close to where i live mm-hmm. um and and you know it, it was a you know a house and those are the type of things that, that i needed to look um out for and the problem that i found is that when i'd read these books you know one of kiyosaki's books i mean he talk about buying properties that are cash flow positive from day one mm-hmm. uh, you know what it you know what that means yeah okay yeah so i mean that that's something that uh, i'd read about and everything around me i couldn't find properties that would be cash flow positive from day one because you know when you look at the the, the amount you're going to have to pay on your bond when mm. you look at the levies that are mm. involved the rates then you look at the rental that you know the places around the area of collecting you think no man but if i purchase this it's going to take money out of my account every month for at least mm. three years yeah uh, while i'm waiting for the property rent to to appreciate mm. uh 
and it, it really bugged me because that's all that I was being shown. And and every estate agent that I spoke to, they said, no, but that's what you need to do. You need to wait two, three years, and then the rent will mm-hmm. increase, and, and your property will appreciate, mm-hmm. and and so on and so forth. But, but I've since come to learn for me, and this is a this is a key thing that I keep uh, dear to me, which is that unless you are rich, mm-hmm. don't buy for appreciation. Okay. okay. Buy for cash flow. Definitely. And that that's something that has been that, that I've kept close is that the rich fine they'll they'll buy for for, for capital appreciation and mm. they're happy to lose money uh, every month but if we're not rich you must buy and make sure that you're not taking out money every single month from this account mm. because otherwise you're going to be i mean how many properties can you really buy <laughs> when every property you buy it's taking it's money, taking money salary, away from you uh, it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense uh, so then that's where it comes to that you know location is important and that mm-hmm. that's the first point that i that i put through because um, my mentor it's about six years ago mm-hmm. he uh guided me to show me uh, different areas where one can purchase uh properties that are much much cheaper mm-hmm. and for, for for higher rentals and i mm-hmm. went and i investigated he presented to me at the time it was a property deal where he was he was buying 10 apartments uh, but there was like 30 apartments available Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went there to go and look at the area. I looked at the apartments; they made sense. Uh, and I did the numbers, and then the numbers made sense. So I said, "Okay, cool. Let's let's." I spoke to my wife. I said, "Let's do this." Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we had an option as well to purchase land at uh, in 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 a suburb close to where we were staying. Mm-hmm. Then you know, after we purchased the land, we we're going to develop uh the place and then we we're going to make um, a house you know and then we'd sell it off in like two three years you know or something like that okay and, and, I, and i remember my wife very clearly said to me look i don't understand all of these numbers you're showing me <laughs> but from from what what you've told me beforehand right is that an asset is something that brings money into your account yes whether you work or not is, mm. is that correct yes i said yes that's correct <laughs> so, okay cool but now this property development we're going to do is it's going to take money out of our account for at least three years before we make money make out of it mm-hmm. so why are we discussing <laughs> this development when why don't we just do the flats because those flats they'll bring in money every single month uh-huh. i said okay cool let's, let's let's do it so that's why it helped with with location so what happened is that we yeah we we applied and we got uh we applied to the bank and we for four flats so we purchased four properties at the same time okay. and then the the bank approved all four at the same time i was in shock amazing <laughs> i mean i was i was in such shock and i think the thing that that shocked me afterwards is that you know if i look back over these five years do you know how many times those tenants have missed their rent how many covid were hit strong so i think you maybe faced a huge knock during COVID. They have never missed their rent. Are you serious? All four apartments. And it was at that time I remembered, I was thinking because the bank actually would have allowed us to purchase 16 of those units when I look back at it. Mm. And that's why my one big regret, because, you know, we, you know how we are as, as, as black people in any case, we cautious with everything. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I thought even taking four was quite a huge risk. Mm. But uh, I tried it out and I realized, ah, we actually should have got, gone for the 16. For the, for the 16. Our life, <laughs> yeah, our life would have been very different. I mean, the bank would be like, okay, cool. 
because the thing is those properties we bought them at the time it was they were each for 180,000 rand that's cheap yeah sure no that's a great deal that you had should have just went for the 16 <laughs> yeah All so right. i mean those 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 properties they've each uh you know every, every month they've been uh cash flow positive uh the tenants uh, pay um, i've had them managed by um by a company for for some years but then now i've actually moved them into self management because i've actually okay. bought other flats as well and mm-hmm. i manage those flats and then also i manage flats for some of my investors and things like that okay. uh, so that that's why it really you know one really needs to investigate correctly to make sure that you buy uh, in the right location especially if you want to uh, purchase for for cash flow mm-hmm. you know you want to make sure that you're in a location that uh where you have access to the 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 majority target market you have access to mm. uh you know the working class so that you know you're not going to struggle for demand for what you've developed mm. you know i know plenty i don't know if you've seen recently what's happened now with um what's this place blight in 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 pretoria uh uh-uh, what happened i know the place Really the place with the, with the with the man-made beach. Yes, with the man-made beach, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, those are the things where some of those guys, I mean, those are really great. That's a really great development, a really great attractive mm-hmm. uh, thing with the man-made beach. It's just sometimes, you know, when you make things that are targeting the more high end, you know, then you get owners who, you know, are fighting for tenants. Mm. You know, they've got, you know, AB and B and things. So yes. uh, it, it always just depends what market you, you're going into. But you mm. see things like that sometimes. Uh, there's less demand so then it puts pressure on on the investors and yeah. then even now worse of all the the developers in the place have made some new ruling where they don't want the general public coming to the man-made beach so they're charging everybody i think it's 250 rand to go to the beach now that's completely killed that's completely killed that's completely okay. lowered the, the demand for for their properties now because mm. who's going to come if now they need to pay Think about it, a family of four is now going to spend a thousand rand to go to the man-made beach. I'm going to just drive to Cape, drive <laughs> to Durban, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Catch a bus and go drive to Durban. Drive to Durban, man. It's less petrol, man. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh my god, I actually didn't um, know about that. I actually read up on it. Um, so, are you basically saying that townships are more attractive in terms of you, you never experience any vacancies because the demand is always high? Look, I didn't say townships specifically. Okay. But um also townships are are not bad. Mm-hmm. Um city centers um are not bad. Mm-hmm. Um and even um even uh, suburb places are not bad. It's it's just like, you know, you, you look where you have access to the uh, majority. Okay. You know, so I mean even like you'll find, you know, guys where they'll go and buy in the suburbs but like the place it's like a struggle to um access um like amenities yes know, yes things like yes. that and you're like but, but, but why are you doing this i mean who convinced you that this was a good idea <laughs> uh, so i mean even like myself I, i've seen some places where like i'll i'll purchase uh, units even in the um in in the cbd mm. you know I'll, i'll purchase flats in in, in the cbd as well and you'll see i mean it's, it's got access to uh, lots of amenities mm. uh, even uh, tenants that don't even need to have a car so it's so like your pool of of tenants is, is is so much higher and if you even check on on the tpn uh, network mm. uh, you know tpn is a tenant uh, portal network you know where they okay. assess tenants and everything 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see they give reports, and in those reports they show which which grouping of tenants um, over the years have struggled the most to pay rent. You know mm-hmm. where they skip rent, mm-hmm. and yeah, you find those where you know that they pay the highest amount of rent. They're the ones who struggle the most because you yeah. know you got high living, high expenses. You know, then you know now your friends are on Instagram, and now you want to go to uh, uh, Paris. <laughs> Paris anymore? You guys want to go to Paris? And yeah. now it's like, hey, landlord, I don't have any money, hey? Yeah. So, uh, things that happen. So you just gotta, you just gotta. I think the main thing is you've got to uh, investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Get some education around it. Perhaps get a mentor and, and things mm-hmm. like that. That, that. That's always very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I'll say on that is, if if, if you're not going to get educated, then that's fine. If, mm-hmm. if, if uh, it's, it's really good advice to tell people, look, um, stay out of debt mm-hmm. and and live debt free, and do that if you don't want to get educated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But that's terrible advice for any person <laughs> who's actually going to get. Uh, educated you need to use debt guys you need to use debt to to create wealth but you must get educated otherwise uh yeah, yeah. you're gonna go in the rabbit hole basically of more debts if you don't know how to manage it all right so then running costs tell us more about that what do you want to know about running costs um so i know with let's start with basically from buying the um, the property there's bond registrations there's transfer costs um i never knew about the bank initiation and initial fees but i know running costs are basically like your repairs and maintenance that you'll have to cover if there are any like problems in the properties um your rates and levies your insurance people don't usually think about those but i would like for you to unpack more about those what they are how do you manage them what to expect basically that's fine i think the, the i mean just the basics is you know when when one goes into uh, any type of uh, property investment it's always good to just have a bit of a fat in the bank account you know mm-hmm. just for when you know perhaps you take a while longer for tenants to start uh, paying or you take a, take a while to find tenants or you need to spend money on, on renovations and things like that so mm-hmm. that's it, it does help to have a little bit um, in, in in the account. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the same time, you know what I what I've seen, what I've seen with because now I've got you know these uh, my mentee students, and then I'll look at some of the property purchases that they have done before, and then and then I guide thereafter. Mm. And it's it's strange where you'll find. I mean, okay, so so for me, I'm thinking, okay, so so you're a chartered accountant, mm-hmm. okay, but now you thought it was a good idea to purchase this flat <laughs> okay you purchase this flat and the cost for, to purchase the flat was two, 250,000 rand mm-hmm. okay and now the rental you're receiving is 2,500 rand hmm. it's like those, those the numbers don't make sense mm. at all I mean uh, you know so I mean it, it, it's, it's nice because you're able to tell people that now I'm a property investor I'm, I'm in property mm-hmm. but actually like you're going completely backwards so it's yeah. like for me, what I do is I've, I've built a model, <clears throat> but anybody can do it. I mean, you can write it on any Excel sheet or on the on the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So I build a model where I look at <clears throat> what I'm going to need to pay the bank every month. Okay. Then I'll look at uh, the the property and the rates and taxes associated with that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'll look at if there are any levies that one needs to, uh, to take cognizance of. Okay. Uh, then also I'll, I'll build in a percentage just for you know maintenance, maybe eight uh, percent that I that I put in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? So there's other items. Oh, and then also build in what's this, a vacancy. It's a, it's a okay, percentage yes. to determine that maybe it's vacant for two months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just add that in. So now I'll take all of those expenses and then I'm minusing that from the rent. The rental. Now, mm-hmm. if now when I minus that from the rent, I've got extra money that's going to come into my account. That's mm-hmm. the only time then that I'll assess that deal. Okay. If it's, if it's not going to do that, positive. then it makes no sense. Mm. It has to be cash flow. It has to be cash flow positive. Yeah. And it must be cash flow positive from day one. Yes. <laughs> Not after two years, day one. No, it's from, <laughs> from day one because, because I mean we we don't have we don't have that liberty to 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 be wasting and throwing away money like that. So mm. uh, so that, that that that's what's important for me, you know, because then I try and rather look at the numbers and then you know it's less emotive mm. uh, for me as well. And for me, like the most important numbers, I'll check the return on investment, okay. and then I'll just see, you know, it, it has to be above twenty percent. Okay. Other people said 15%, but uh, why 20%? Because if it's low, it's not sexy. It just doesn't interest me. <laughs> it's not sexy. <laughs> no, it's not right. sexy. No, look, I, look, I know other investors, people have got their different hurdles and things like that. None of my mm-hmm. properties give me a return below 20%. I've got oh, okay. uh, some, some of my properties give me a return. Uh, the highest one gives me um, 67% return. I'm not yes. interested in 20. I'm not even interested in 15%. That's a waste of time. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it depends. I mean, what, what, what your strategy is, you know, mm. and I do understand that, but for me, my strategy, I'm not interested in that. And then mm. at the same time as well with my, with my students, when I guide them, some of them, I look at the stuff and I'm thinking, but I'm doing this calculation and your return is 7%. Oh I mean, no. Return is 7%. <laughs> I mean, you might as well have kept the money in, in, uh, with Capitech. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Who told you this is a good idea? <laughs> the numbers are not making sense. Uh, all right, okay, interesting. And then um, growth potential. Are you talking about the area or the appreciation of the property after three years? What is that about? Well, growth potential, I mean, it just depends on, you know, looking at uh, the development plans around the area, because, mm-hmm. you know, if you want your place to to appreciate as well, it is important to take uh, a macro a view of, of, of the area, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, you'll take a micro view in terms of your place that you buy, the type mm-hmm. of tenants you're gonna get and so on. But appreciation is just, you know, basically looking at, you know, the, the areas are gonna be improving or not. If the area is mm-hmm. not gonna be improving, then obviously your, your property price is not going to appreciate over time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the real beauties uh, with properties because when you buy correctly, I mean, um, it, it can appreciate. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things now that that I did with, um, I'm not going to mention her name, but this, um, this client of mine mm-hmm. is she had a place and now she was struggling because, you know, with COVID and the pandemic and, and all of this mm-hmm. stuff where she's not getting the income that she used to uh, get. Mm-hmm. But she's a property investor as well and she's quite settled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she bought she bought her she bought her house. It was about 1.6 million, and she bought it cash Ooh. in those days. 
Uh, and and so what I, I guided her with is that look, I mean, it's it's well and good and that that you were able to do that. Mm. Congratulations, yeah. one well done. Not many. <laughs> yes. Uh, but number two, and this was a month back. I said number two. Why don't we, if we approach the bank, you know, the bank will will give back uh, that money that you spent uh, on the the property, and maybe your property is even appreciated. Mm-hmm. Long story short, so uh, she got. Uh, uh, the place appraised and then now it is now valued at 2 million instead of the 1.6. Okay. So now the bank gave her uh, 2 million. Mm-hmm. And then now we use that 2 million to buy um, 16 um, properties. Okay. So now with, the, with those 16 properties that uh, we bought for her, so if you take it, the, the bank was, was asking pull about 18,000 Rand from her per month for this mm-hmm. uh because now she's taking this two million bond, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the the amount of rent that she receives is way 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 higher. Yeah. Now she now she doesn't need to be concerned with the drop in her income from this COVID because oh, yeah. the, the money was already there. The money mm-hmm. was already there. That's amazing. I mean, some of the stuff I'd, I'd get to because um, I managed for. I mean, uh, some of those flats we got, they were uh, it was a 230,000 rand. And the rent she'll receive on that one, if I recall, it's different ones. But the one on my mind now, it's it's eight thousand rand rental she gets for that place. Yeah, that's a bit high. <laughs> that's that's a good investment. So I just want to know because you talk about the development of the area. So when you're looking at already um, developed areas, let's say. Let's let's look at the city, Brom, for instance. There isn't much development yep. that can be done in that area. So does that mean it, it would still be a good investment? Because you're looking at the pool of your tenants. It's quite high. Amenities are very close. Um, you can really make a lot of money out of that. So now how how do we then incorporate the growth development in already a developed area? Well, I mean, that's also the same thing is you just assess what the city's plans are in that area. Mm, I mean, for okay. instance, Ria Via buses didn't used to be there. They are there now. So it helps with transportation. They, are there plans to clean up the area? Are there plans in terms of making it more business friendly to bring in corporates? Are there plans to develop uh, new buildings and things like that? Mm. And then you can just assess. And if there are no real plans because everything is already developed, then you just know that, I mean, when you purchase there, your property won't appreciate as fast as another yeah, area. Yeah. Okay. But then you look at the cash flow that you're going to get, and then you can say, okay, cool, I'm comfortable with this cash flow because it is much higher than, than another place. And then mm-hmm. that's that's how you assess it. All right. So most of it is just doing your research, assessing areas, what is planned to be done in that area, and how it's going to possibly affect your property. Correct. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, I know... Uh, I mean, the first property that that I got, I mean, it's in Pretoria in in, in Equestria, mm-hmm. and I mean, then I mean, when we bought it, I mean, lots of the area around was uh, not really developed. Like there's lots of land. It was a, a equestrian area where, where people used to have their horses and stables and things like that. Okay. But I mean, the thing is, I mean, you could see from the plans. I mean, there was radio hospital, there were schools, mm-hmm. uh, they were planning on developing a mall. Mm. Uh, and and things like that so i mean when you know when we made the decision it, it just made more sense because you can see this area is going to grow yeah and i mean now when you look at the 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 area <laughs> hey man there are so many schools around so mm. many schools the malls 
they've even done phase three of the mall. Not only is it done phase one, there's even a, an ice rink there. There's more malls around the area. Mm. It has really developed uh, quite fast. And you can see this is a place where the appreciation of, of the properties has been quite aggressive, which is always a plus. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I think you've covered our three tips perfectly well. But before we conclude with our interview, I just wanted to ask you, before you invested in property, okay, you did say you read books and you had a mentor, but I want to know what were your assumptions about property before you started? And were they proven correct ever since you started? Well, look, I mean, obviously the biggest assumption is that you need a lot of time and that you need a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Both, both of which I found to be uh, incorrect. Mm-hmm. I mean, myself, like <clears throat> my latest uh, business that I have with my wife, it's a, a we run like a digital media company where mm-hmm. we assist um, coaches and professionals, property uh, investors as well, with how they uh, position themselves uh, digitally in a, in okay. a way that they can dominate. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's social media strategies, but. Uh, the difference for us is, you know, we we focus on how to help them monetize. We okay. focus on how to help them make money, money from their presence on social media and from their um, online uh, uh, presence and things mm-hmm. like that. So you, you can imagine, I mean, it, it takes a, a lot of our, our time because we are applying the things that we learned mm-hmm. uh, for our retail business mm-hmm. and teaching and coaching um, other uh, coaches. Mm. I mean, some of these guys, like I said, they're property. Some of them are career coaches. Mm. Some of them are uh, transformation and executive coaches and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our hands are, are pretty full as well when it comes to a time perspective. However, mm. because now, you know, we've developed a, a tribe uh, with our, our property uh, team, mm-hmm. you know, we're able to do things uh, differently where now, you know, not only do we uh, purchase and properties to invest in but we manage other people's uh, properties mm. and now we're even uh, partnering up with other people where now we're buying blocks of flats oh, okay. which is completely different if i had to look uh with what we we're doing you know five six years ago because mm. it's a different strategy now but but property allows you to involve it allows you to evolve mm-hmm. it mm. allows you to evolve as mm. as time goes on as you get more knowledge as as you work with uh more people and, and have a wider tribe Mm. you know mm. so that those are those are the two um assumptions that i had before and, and, and i've come to learn that that's not necessarily the case if okay. if, if the deal makes sense the money will arrive yeah the money will find you <laughs> the numbers will make sense also <laughs> all right the numbers must number yeah <laughs> All right. So um, to any young individual out there, what advice do you have for them if they want to infiltrate the property markets? Well, I mean, just just the basics is is is, is you got to get educated and you got to be prepared mm. to spend money on, on getting educated. You know, I find it surprising how sometimes like, you know, we prepare to spend money to you know go to university and, mm. and things like that. And, and that I mean, that, all that does is it, it provides a door. It provides a door to be able to, you know, you know, get work and, and get a job and, and so on and so forth. But I mean, that that, that, that's, that doesn't teach you how to make money. Mm. And, it, and worse, it doesn't teach you how to keep money. Mm. Sometimes you'll find making money can become easy, especially as an entrepreneur, but keeping money... That's where the difference... That's where the difference comes in. So, uh, you know... What, what I've seen, and it's the same advice I'd give anybody, 
what I've seen with my wife and I is that the biggest advantage we've had mm-hmm. is that we have spent money almost every single year on non-traditional courses. Mm. Uh, these, these courses have taught us different things. They've taught us uh, um, things that I didn't know beforehand from university. They, they've taught mm. us marketing. Mm. They've taught us um, sales. Mm. They've taught us um, how to invest in property. Mm. Uh, how to identify cash flow positive properties mm. they've taught us uh, how to purchase uh, blocks of flats uh, mm. they've taught us how to flip uh, properties mm. uh, they've taught us how to make money from social media even though you don't have a huge following mm. uh, they've taught us how to That's grow multiple interesting businesses one. Mm. i mean these are all these are all things that we didn't learn in our jobs and we didn't learn in university mm. uh, and i've i spent the money on these courses i try and do at least one every single year okay. so we're learning something new and that we're always growing mm. and, and it gives us a, a huge advantage compared to to, to other people so I'd, I'd recommend people do that as well and also to to then uh, get a mentor yeah um, i'll plug in myself as well i mean they can follow me um i'm on instagram on papa biz i, I share lots of content around mm-hmm. around property things that i'm learning things that i think i can be useful because yeah i like to share mm. you know things that I would have liked to have known when I started off that, you know, perhaps I, I didn't know and mm. that people can learn from. Mm, definitely. I'll definitely share your link. Thank you so much. I think you gave us such insightful content. Um, I, I have personally learned a lot from you and I'm sure my listeners have also learned a lot. I think you will be getting a lot of followers. Hopefully they should, because I'm definitely coming your way um, to gain some (laughs) insights. So thank you for taking the time to come and educate us and just share these three tips um, on property investing. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for having me. This was great. Such amazing content was shared. I hope you guys have learned as much as I have. Thank you for tuning in and I genuinely do appreciate it. If you'd like to engage with our guest, check out their details in the description box below or you can send us a direct message on Instagram and we will ask your questions on your behalf. Please feel free to contact us on Instagram or via email to either recommend somebody we can interview or if you have any other suggestions. Above all else, if you have any comments or reviews, please do what needs to be done. Stay tuned and hot like the tea we're about to serve you. See you next week Wednesday.